Hello there and welcome into another edition of The Intersection with conversation highlights from the Meeting House on Faith Radio about a variety of topics, including news, information, and lifestyles approached from a Christian worldview perspective. Well, in advance of a special event at Montgomery, Alabama, I had the chance to talk with Tara Lee Cobble of The Bible Recap. She is devoted to encouraging women to study God's Word on a consistent basis. You'll be hearing some of her comments from a recent Meeting House interview coming up. Then, she's known as the No Regrets Woman, and that includes her marriage and her approach to parenting. Rhonda Stoppe has been teaching on helping sons to become godly men and provides updated information ahead. And on this edition of the Intersection Podcast... At the Christian Product Expo Winter 2023 show in Columbus, Georgia, Paul Renfro brought awareness of the spiritual warfare in which all believers are involved, bringing instruction and encouragement in recognizing the presence of the enemy and using God's resources to resist him. Finally, Ingrid Skop of Charlotte Lozier Institute is a practicing OBGYN doctor and has treated women who have faced complications from taking the abortion pill She provides important information about chemical abortion and commented on an attempt by pro-life organizations to reverse the FDA's approval of the abortion pill. Material from that conversation is coming up. This is the intersection of production of The Meeting House, and I'm Bob Crittenden. Tara Lee Cobble has an ambition to see Christian women grow in their study of God's Word and has developed resources that enable them to do just that by introducing a systematic way to study and to review or recap what has been read. She is the creator of the Bible Recap Podcast and author of a number of resources. From a recent conversation in advance of a special event in Montgomery, Alabama, here now is Tara Lee Cobble. The podcast actually came first, and what I what I did was I decided to take the chronological reading plan, which at that time I think I had done it nine years in a row, And so I'd read through the Bible nine times at that point. And I think there were were actually some years that I had doubled up and read it twice. But um, I took that chronological reading plan, which which I did not know that the Bible was not laid out in order. I thought when you read the Bible front to back, you're reading it in the order the story happens. But that's not the Bible is laid out more like a library. And it has sections of prophecy, poetry, history. And so I found this reading plan that has you flipping back and forth a little bit to get that storyline, mm-hmm. the overarching meta narrative, and so that I could read it in order and understand the lay of the land. And I took the nine years worth of notes and questions and answers and discoveries. And what I did was I just broke it up day by day. So for instance, on day one, when you're reading Genesis one through three, I would, the person who's doing the Bible recap, whether they're doing the book or the podcast or the videos on YouTube, we have all those options. It's kind of a choose your own adventure. And they would choose that out. They would choose whatever outlet to read scripture or listen to scripture that you read scripture first, Genesis one through three, and then you come consume the Bible recap podcast or book. So it's either about an eight minute podcast or video and two pages of a book. So you can choose what you do. And it's basically uh, the idea of just me coming after you've read and saying, here's what you just read. And then we end every day. I didn't want to end with an application point because of what we just talked about, about how I had been reading scripture like a to-do list. And so I didn't want to do that to the, to the people who were doing the Bible recap with me. 
what I wanted to do was train their eyes to look for what I learned to look for only on my second trip through Scripture, which is the character of God. So we end every day with this thing we call the God shot, like a snapshot of God and his character. So every day I'm ending with, where did we see God and his character show up in the reading today? Because what I found is that instead of a to-do list that kind of burdens the reader with this thing they have to go and live out, when for a lot of people, it's already enough of a challenge to make time to read scripture. And if, you're, if your to-do list is make sure you're nice to your kids today and don't lose your temper, and then you lose it on your kids by noon, you're probably mm. going to feel like a failure and you're not going to want to read your Bible again. But if you read scripture and you see the God of the universe who created you in his image, who sustains you by his spirit, shows patience to you when you fail, shows patience to others when they fail, then you are fixing your eyes on God and his character and you see the beauty of that and we start to become what we behold. So naturally by fixing our eyes on him, falling in love with him, he conforms us to his image and those things are the natural outpouring. So that's what I wanted to do was just build out this plan where we gaze at the glory of God every day, we delight in him and then we become like him as a result. So it's just a year, it's a year long plan, but for some people it takes them two years. We're just sure. championing people to, to get in the word and every day that you're in God's word, you're right on time. Tara Lee Cobble here on The Intersection. You can find her online at Tara Lee, L-E-I-G-H, Cobble, C-O-B-B-L-E dot com or thebiblerecap.com. Next up on this edition of The Intersection podcast, it's No Regrets woman Rhonda Stoppy. She has just released the 10th anniversary edition of the book entitled Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, Guiding Them Toward Their Purpose and Passion. In our recent conversation, she discussed some of the principles she has included, including updated material. Here now from that conversation is Rhonda Stoppy. We have to create an environment where they have some self-discipline uh, that has to be applied. You know, if you stay up all night playing video games, get up, you're going to school. Or if you're a homeschool mom, doesn't matter, get up, we're doing school. We, we have to give them opportunities to learn from their consequences. My oldest uh, daughter is married to a man and they worked at the master's university and they lived on campus. He was an RD while he was going to seminary. And he said, the kids that have been so isolated and protected at home, that didn't have internet in their home, that didn't have video games in their home, that didn't have anything that could, you know, cause them to stumble. When they come to Bible college, they're staying up all night playing video games that their roommate brought because they've never played them before. They're not going to class. They're on the internet and they're, they're consumed by it and they don't know how to self-regulate. So Obviously, the Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. And if anyone has raised children, it's a daily moment by moment asking God to give you wisdom and discernment. And I will say, if you have an absolute conviction about not allowing your child to be exposed to video games, then don't allow that. I'm not telling you to go against your conscience. But for my son, talking about video games, it's like, okay, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So son, if you spend hours and hours murdering and watching mayhem on a video game, that is going to create in you a heart of violence or vengeance. So how can we make a decision of what's best for you to take into your heart and mind to help you become the man I know you want to be? And you walk them through it and you impart a vision of the man they want to be and you help them get there. 
Rhonda Stoppy is joining us today here on the Meeting House on Faith Radio, and she has released the 10th anniversary edition of Moms Raising Sons to Be Men, guiding them toward their purpose and passion. And Rhonda, as I think back over the last 10 years, I think that one of the areas that has just shifted so dramatically, not that it wasn't a problem 10 years ago, but we are seeing with respect to the area of sexuality such a sea change, not only with respect to God's viewpoint on sexuality in the area of sexual purity, but also with some of these gender issues, gender identity, and, and men that are unfortunately succumbing to the, the temptations to embrace homosexuality or even transgenderism. So you're seeing this whole sexual morass that is taking place in our culture today. How do you address that overall area? Boy, this is a big question, and I know we have limited time, but if you could yeah. just summer. in 60 seconds, how do you fix the That's world? Right. Clock, yeah. <laughs> clock is ticking, but I'm serious. I mean, so how do you do, how do you deal with this in the new updated edition of the book? We need to be in connection with our children and we need to have the difficult conversations. There's a, there's a section called how to talk. So he listens and listens. So he talks, we have to be willing to have those hard conversations and it's scary. And so we want to just like not let our kids be exposed to it. Well, if you watch anything on TV, the commercials are just throwing it in their faces. Yep. So we have to constantly be having conversations about God's plan for sexuality. And there's a section in Moms Raising Sons to Be Men where I talk about having the talk with my son, Brandon, when he was 10 years old. We always want to talk about sexual intimacy in the context of husband and wife. When a husband and wife enter into a covenant relationship, the sign of that covenant is sexual intimacy. And Satan makes a mockery of all good things that the Lord creates. And so Satan wants to mock the covenant that God gave, which in Malachi, it says to knit our very souls together. We talk about it as sex is, is a spiritual thing. It's not just an act that you do with your body. It's something that imprints upon you uh, a connection one of the things that I talk about, and I'm so strongly wanting moms to understand, is pornography. Because moms will be, ah, boys will be boys. But moms, you don't know what those boys are watching. On their phone, in their bedroom, that should not be in their bedroom. That If, you, if they have a phone, and I'm not going to talk about what age is right, you decide before the Lord. But you don't let them, you know, that charge is in the kitchen and they don't have it in their bedroom or in the bathroom because the porn that they're looking at, it's not even just heterosexual porn. It is, you know, homosexual. It is bestiality. It is whatever Satan can find a way to get into them. Rhonda Stoppy here on The Intersection. You can find her at noregretswoman.com. This is the Intersection Podcast, a weekly production of The Meeting House. You can find out more through meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center, the place you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests on the Intersection Podcast and the Meeting House radio program. 
You'll also find links to the podcast, to the media center, as well as the Apple podcast feed. Plus, you can find a link to the Faith Radio YouTube channel where you can view video of Meeting House guests, including recently added content from the Winter 2023 Christian Product Expo in Columbus, Georgia. Two blogs are accessible from the Meeting House homepage. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from the Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access the Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Conversations from the Meeting House can also be found through the Faith Radio app. You can find out more information about downloading it free for your smartphone or tablet through the Faith Radio website in the programming section. Also, you can find the Faith Radio podcast feed on a variety of podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and other podcast platforms. From Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Winter 2023 Christian Product Expo in Columbus, Georgia, Paul Renfro of Paradigm Lighthouse discussed concepts from his Unseen series, including Book 3, which is entitled Nobody Sees This Creation, The Origin of the Devil and His Replacements. From that CPE conversation, here now is Paul Renfro. Do you remember that scene with Nicodemus uh, where Jesus is talking to him? And he says, that which is flesh gives birth to flesh. That which is spirit, spirit gives birth to spirit. spirit. Yeah. And that is us. Yeah. That's how our life can be hid with Christ in the heavenly realms. And that's why we can, we can fellowship with God Almighty, who is a spirit. Okay, let's, let's take that question, what you said, okay. because you think about, about us being seated with Christ yes. in the heavenly realms. Yes. But someone can say, well, Paul, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at my eyes, see this man who is standing. Yes. And handsome I man, can, <laughs> handsome man. And I can hear you speaking, yeah. and I can see you talking to me, and mm-hmm. we're having this yeah. this interaction here in our flesh. Yes. So how is it that you mm-hmm. and I can say we're seated in the heavenly places when we're actually? One could say because we're we're living here on this earth. We how really does that do, work? yeah. How does that work? We really okay. yeah. So I'll tell you what I've discovered, and Bob, I want to be sure to tell you and the audience as well. I could be wrong. I encourage every person to get into humility. the scripture. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be on the front pages of magazines as a heretic or anything. I told the Lord, I don't want to write Christian books. I'm a financial guy. <laughs> he said, Well, look, put put my scripture in the book. See all the indents in the book? I'm thumbing through the book, and, and Bob is testifying there is a lot of Scripture in the yes. book. In other words, you have God's Word on it. Well, I have my interpretation of God's Word, so people can dig for themselves. Yeah. I encourage that. Nothing delights me more. But anyway, I'm accountable to give what he's given me. Okay, so here, how does it work? Okay. In, our, in book three coming up, which is titled, Nobody Sees This Creation, the origin of the devil and his replacements. Mm. The subject of creation engages people with Genesis 1 and creation from nothing, and it engages evolutionists and atheists, and there's a lot of dispute and arguments on the topic, right? Mm. And so in that book, I talk extensively. After revealing the origin of the devil in, in three chapters of the Old Testament, not Genesis 1, he's not mentioned there, 
but he is mentioned in other three other mm-hmm. cha- chapters. Mm-hmm. So a lengthy exposition of those chapters is followed by a discussion about science. And your question pertains to that discussion. In our world, we have a worldview, and that is called uh, naturalist, naturalistic materialism. Mm. Or you could do, go the other way. You could say material, material natural. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And Either so way. we view the physical world as primary, but it mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. If it was primary, God would be here in the flesh. Wherever he is is primary. You see? Now, God came to earth as a man, and after 33 years, he left. And then what did he send? He sent the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, yeah. And as a result of the Holy Spirit's authorship through the apostles and others, we have the Bible compiled. And And then we have the Holy Spirit living in us for communion. If we have God Almighty living in us, then our, the only element we need is hunger and receptivity for his instruction. In 1 John 2.27, Apostle John says, The anointing you received from him lives within you so that you know the truth. You do not need anyone to explain it to you. Because the anointing from God lives in you. Now that's that's some that's going to bust some mindsets. That's why our <laughs> that's why our ministry is called Paradigm Lighthouse. Yeah, you know, uh, makes sense. We have to be careful about the blind leading the blind. So that's why I said the prerequisite is the beatitudes, the meekness that leads to hunger and thirst. Which, what did Jesus say? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be filled. That's exactly right. So that's our promise. Most of us have been seduced by the enemy against whom we wrestle, unseen, to adopt the materialistic naturalist worldview. Paul Renfro here on the Intersection Podcast with comments from Faith Radio Meeting House Media Central at the Winter 2023 Christian Product Expo in Columbus. You can find out more by going to the website Paradigm, that's P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M, Lighthouse.com. Well, this is the Intersection Podcast, and I had the opportunity recently to talk with OBGYN Ingrid Skop, Senior Fellow and Director of Medical Affairs at Charlotte Lozier Institute. In our conversation, she discussed information relative to a court challenge to the Food and Drug Administration's approval of the abortion pill. With some analysis relative to chemical abortion, here now is Ingrid Skop. All along, the process has been politicized. It, it was approved by the FDA, Mifepristone, in the year 2000 under President Clinton. And President Clinton basically begged the French version of, of Mifepristone, the company, to bring it over to the United States. The trials that were used to approve it were not the type of trials that the the FDA usually requires. They never looked at its use in young women uh, under the age of 18, even though their own rules require them to do that. Um, and, um, And they didn't even use the same protocols that the trials used. So, you know, that happened. They um, uh, allowed its use up until seven weeks gestational age. Um, in 2016, under President Obama, they extended it. They said it uh, now it could be used up to 10 weeks. They said it doesn't need to have a physician prescribing it. That really any 
healthcare provider could. Um, and that and at that time, they said they no longer wanted to hear about any complications. So right now, complication reporting is voluntary unless mm-hmm. it happens to kill the woman. In 2021, under um, Biden, um, the FDA, using the COVID pandemic as an excuse, said, you know what, those in-person um, uh, restrictions, they're gone now, too. So now it can be uh, prescribed without a doctor looking the woman in the eye, without doing an ultrasound to find out her gestational age or to make sure even that the pregnancy is in her uterus, that it's not an ectopic pregnancy, which can kill her if it ruptures and these pills don't work on ectopics. They don't do any labs. They don't look to see if the woman has an RH negative blood type who might need a Rogam injection to prevent future pregnancy complications. And they're not even making sure that the person ordering the pills, because this can be ordered totally independently of doctors online, um, distributed in the mail by mail order uh, by international distributors. They're not even looking to make sure that that's a woman who wants an abortion. It could be her sex trafficker. It could be an incestuous abuser. It could be her coercive boyfriend. But all of those things are happening, and these pills are everywhere. I'm in Texas. Abortion is illegal here. They are all over the place in Texas. So, um, again, it's it's kind of general lawlessness that doesn't seek to to keep these pills out of the states where it's illegal. The Lozier Institute is one of the organizations that has filed a friend of the court brief in this lawsuit. It's called Alliance for Hippocratic Medicine v. FDA, and... If you would explain to us what this alliance, pro-life organizations that comprise this alliance, what are they asking for? Well, yes, thank you for asking. And this is a new organization that I'm so excited about, the American Association of Pro-Life OB-GYNs, the American College of Pediatrics, Christian Medical and Dental Association, Coptic Medical Association and the Catholic Medical Association. So, and and there may be more groups joining. I believe there's a conservative Jewish group that's looking to join the organization to say, we want to practice Hippocratic medicine. We don't kill our patients. Um, the, you know, as I mentioned, all along the process has been politicized. All along the FDA has broken its own rules. And, but for procedural reasons, they, could, they were unable to file this lawsuit until just now. I don't really understand why that was the case, but they had to go through, you know, d- jump through different hoops to try to get recourse with the FDA. And the FDA, of course, ignored um, the doctors that were reaching out to them saying, this is not right what you've done. Um, so we, we'll be happy to see what the judge does. I mean, backing it up to 2016 would be great, but backing it further to 2000 and saying this never should have been approved will be better. Um, surgical abortions, of course, I don't advocate for abortion in any way because I think our problems can be solved different, in different ways. But a surgical abortion is far safer. Um, studies all over the world tell us that women have four times as many complications with chemical abortions than surgical abortions. The FDA, when they initially approved it, did it under subpart H, which means this is only to be used for a life-threatening illness in which there is no other treatment. So even that was incorrect. Pregnancy is not a life-threatening illness. Um, and, and of course, there was another treatment. So just another example of why it should have never been approved. Ingrid Scopp here on The Intersection. The Charlotte Lozier Institute website is Lozier, L-O-Z-I-E-R, institute.org. 
Well, we are coming up on the end of this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. It's a weekly production of The Meeting House, and you can learn more at meetinghouseonline.info or by visiting the programming section at faithradio.org. Through the Meeting House homepage, you'll find a link to the Media Center. That's where you can go to listen to or download full conversations with recent guests featured here on the Intersection as well as the Meeting House radio program. You can find links to the Intersection to the Media Center as well as its Apple podcast feed, and you can view video of Meeting House guests through the Faith Radio YouTube channel. There is a link provided from that homepage. Two blogs are accessible. One is The Three with three stories of relevance to the Christian community. There's also The Front Room with devotional thoughts and commentary from The Meeting House. And you can follow me on Twitter and access The Meeting House Facebook page. Again, that website address is meetinghouseonline.info, or you can go to the programming section at faithradio.org. Thanks for joining me for this week's edition of the Intersection Podcast. I'm Bob Crittenden.